Greetings and welcome to Prison News. Folks, this one here is probably the most, I guess you'd call it salacious details. You're probably not going to hear this anywhere else. This is from Business Day, written by Andrew Ross Sorkin, September 25th. It says, Entrepreneur charged in U.S. recounts abuse in Columbia Prison. This is an actual Goldman Sachs employee who was gang raped in a Columbia prison recently. He says he was ordered to lay down on a slab where he slept. He was wearing a t-shirt and sweatpants. They pushed him down. They held a knife to his Adam's apple. He says he now wishes he's left, raised his head and let him cut his throat. Now, this is a remarkable and a disturbing story of Kiliel Izazes Tazuman, a former dot-com entrepreneur and Goldman Sachs banker. You're not gonna, Goldman Sachs typically sanitizes all these articles. He faces trial in early October in a federal court in Manhattan on charges of a conspiracy to commit security and wire fraud, but has already spent a harrowing 10 months in a Colombian jail where he says he was abused and ultimately raped, as we talked about here. He achieved a degree of fame uh, during the dot-com bust as the founder of GovWorks.com, and he chronicled different things uh, in the documentary film called Startup.com. Now, the details of these charges are less interesting than what's happened so far. Now, James Margolin, a spokesman for the United States Attorney's Office, what do you think, you've been with me for a while, what do you think the United States Attorney's Office kind of decisiveness is going to come out of from that man's mouth after what's happened to this uh, man? Let's read here what they do. Prosecutors have not challenged Mr. Tuzman's contention that he was raped or abused, and they say they told Colombian authorities about the allegations. That's it. He must have zigged when he should have zagged with the Goldman Sachs man. That is a more than a lukewarm response. That's way more than lukewarm. Well, next up, nurse serving 360 years in prison for killing six people at Indiana Hospital dies. Well, only 56 years old, kind of young to be dead, don't you think? This is the guy you may recall that back many, many years ago, they believe he killed 140 people. But because the judge was so weak and he was basically... Well, many would say didn't want all these lawsuits for like 140 lawsuits against the, you know his his hometown hospital, so he only let him prosecute like six of them, and this guy was accused of giving injections into their chest or wherever he gave it to them of heart stopping drugs, and they one time all four people on his shift in one pod died. How did he do it? Epinephrine and potassium chloride. This potassium chloride, I, I, I just hate to use the word Nazi because I almost shut anything off nowadays when I hear it. But I'll just tell you, that's what they used a lot. There's a snake fascination with serial killers and potassium chloride injecting into people. If you, if you do this for a decade or more, you'll see it. You can't get away with it. I have no idea what the fascination is. Now, the prosecutors uh, presented evidence. They had syringes. They had evidence vials. They had the potassium, potassium chloride in, this, in the uh, actual syringe. There was all kinds of things going on. Now, Yelton, I guess uh, Judge Ernest Yelton, he was the, they call him Yellow Belly, I guess, but I, I don't know that. Of course, he's retired now. They always are. He says Majors was entrusted with these people's care. In response, he committed diabolical acts. Yeah, then why didn't he let all 160 of the cases be tried instead of just letting a few come out? It's called damage control. A lot of these guys are lodge members of some lodge or another. Elks Lodge, Moose Lodge, you know, all the lodge. Survivors of about 80 of the patients who died. Now, 80 patients are the ones that died. They come up here. They want to, you know, file some wrongful death lawsuits. Oh, now we find out why. But all they do is get a little settlement through state compensation. Thanks, Judge. Thank you, Judge. Let's, I can't read the rest of this. Let's just go to something else. 
What's the Bible say about this stuff when you kill somebody with a hypodermic syringe? Well, this guy was very, very young when he got his. Don't you think that was kind of young to be found dead in your cell? Luke 18, 7 says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with him? And the next verse, Luke 18, 8, I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? And then the next time they mention it, the word avenge is mentioned. It says, Dearly beloved, not to avenge yourself on other people, uh, but rather give place unto wrath. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, saith the Lord. So that's what happened to this guy. He It took just a little while, and bingo. By the way, they, I guess he had a heart. Isn't it unusual? They said something happened to his heart inside there. Just what he was doing to those other people. Folks, thanks for stopping by Prison News. Not the best topics in the world. You'll help keep you square and straight, give you a good analysis of what's going on around you. Peace to you. Bye.